Yo, yo, yo. It's that time again. Welcome to the X-Factor Sports Podcast. This is your boy, Jay Mondane, Season 2, Episode 2. Glad to see y'all here. Glad you could join. Be sure to like, share, subscribe on YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok. Also, if you just want to follow to get some of the pop-ups that I do, some of the ads, you can follow on Instagram at X-Factor Sports with a Z. Also on Twitter or X. I don't know why they changed the X, but I'm okay with it. But you can follow me on that as well. Also, I'm on threads. A lot of people aren't hip on the threads yet, but it's an extension of Instagram. You can follow me on that. X Factor Sports is everywhere. But be sure to subscribe like we talked about last week on YouTube so your comments can show up at the bottom of the screen during these segments. I love interacting with you guys, so I appreciate that. Shout out to everybody on TikTok Live as well. Got a great show for you guys tonight. We are getting into NFL week one. We're going to talk a lot about football. We got fantasy football tips we're going to give you guys. We're going to talk about who our X factors are for week one coming in. We got five players that we picked. Actually, we have players we picked from different segments of the football day, the football weekend. We'll get into that. But before we do, we got some quick news. WNBA power rankings came out. Even though the Las Vegas Aces have a, are a game and a half above the New York Liberty, the New York Liberty are the number one team in the WNBA due to the power rankings because they won the Commissioner's Cup as well. Kind of a midseason tournament that the WNBA does. They are the class of the WNBA, the Las Vegas Aces, and the New York Liberty. Probably a WNBA Finals preview of what you will see. And the WNBA playoffs actually start next Wednesday when we're doing episode three. The WNBA playoffs will start, so we will get more into that next week. Coco Goff, shout out to her in the U.S. Women's Open for tennis. She advances to the U.S. Open semifinals. First teenager to do it, 19 years old. First teenager to make it to the U.S. Open semi since Serena Williams back in 2001. So congratulations to Coco Golf. Hopefully she can go all the way, represent the U.S., represent these women. Appreciate that. Also, we want to get into college football. Can't forget what happened this past weekend. We had some upsets in week one we want to highlight. The first upset, of course, Colorado beating TCU, number 17 TCU, on the road, 45 to 42. Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, had a great welcome to the Power Five Conference moment with his kids. Coach Prime debut, Shadur Sanders, his son, threw for 510 yards and four touchdowns, no interceptions. If he continues on this pace, I don't expect him to throw for 500 yards every game. But it will be some Heisman Trophy talk, believe that. If they keep winning games and Shadur keeps playing the way he's playing, he's showing you guys that they can ball. Then we got Travis Hunter, Mr. Iron Man himself, played 110 snaps last Saturday, offense and defense, cornerback played, got an interception on the cornerback side, caught, I don't know how many passes he caught exactly uh, as a receiver, but he got 110 receiving yards, got a touchdown nullified because he stepped out of bounds, but was a beast on both ends, crucial fourth down, third and longs, he caught the ball, man amongst boys in that game. Shout out to Travis Hunter. LSU upset 
by the number eight, Florida State. Big upsets in football last week. That one was 45 to 24. I don't think anybody expected Florida State to come out as good as they did. It was a great opening game for them, representing the ACC. Big, huge game. FSU put up 21 points in the fourth quarter to pull away, to dominate and win that game. If you saw the press conference after you saw that Brian Kelly was, he looked pretty much embarrassed how they got beat down. Wasn't expecting that. They kind of walked into the game, thought they were just going to win. Florida State had different plans, so shout out to them for that. Last upset we got to talk about, Duke beats number nine, Clemson, 28 to seven. Clemson, number nine team in the country, running through the ACC the last few years with Dabo Sweeney's team. I don't know if they took Duke lightly, thought because they were Clemson, they could just come in there and win the game. Didn't work out that way. Duke beats them 28 to seven. Clemson turned over the ball multiple times. If you look at the replays, Looked like the ball was slipping out of their hand every possession. Duke took advantage of it. Strong run game, strong defense. Held Clemson to seven points. Huge win for Duke. Those are our upsets for college football in week one. Now let's get into this. I talked about Coco Golf being a teenager getting to the U.S. Open semifinals. Shout out to uh, an American representing sports, but I do want to talk about this. Is the world catching up with us in sports? Has the world caught up? Since March, we've lost the baseball classic. Our women lost in the World Cup in August. Our men's basketball team is in the FIBA World Championships this summer, and they just lost to Lithuania last week. Now, they're still in the tournament. They lost in the second group stage, the second round of the group stage, but they lost the game. So it begs the question, after seeing what's happened this summer, has the rest of the world caught up with the U.S. in sports? These are the sports that we dominated for years. And it seems like all these other countries are catching up. Yes, it's good for competition. But at the same time, where is the sense of pride? the sense of dominance in these sports that we've had for years. I don't know if that's gone by the wayside. I don't know if it's because of a generation, but I don't see any of that dominance anymore. So with the men's basketball team, like I said, they lost. They still have a chance to win, though. They play Friday. They're still in the uh, tournament, the FIBA World Championship tournament. So they still have a chance to win the tournament, but they're not even favored to win it. You got Lithuania, the team that beat them. Germany is a tough team. Also, you got Slovenia with Luka Doncic. And Canada is actually ranked higher than the USA in world basketball. They're the number one ranked country in the world in basketball, according to FIBA. And USA is two. Canada has probably six or seven NBA players, highlighted by Shea Gilgis Alexander. First team all NBA guard for Oklahoma City Thunder, averaged 30 a game last year. So they got players. It'd be interesting to see if the U.S. can make it to the final and play against Canada to see whose young stars are better, ours or theirs. Of course, we didn't bring over our best players, the Kevin Durant's, the Steph Curry's, the Anthony Davis's, those guys. However, the, the guys that were brought over there 
should be good enough to win this tournament. And it doesn't look like they are. They look like they're getting outmatched. They're playing against some grown men, more physical, more size. And I think that's the problem with, with the basketball side of it. But why are we not sending our best players to compete? Are we wanting the world to know that they have a chance at winning these competitions? Are we bored with these competitions? I'm trying to figure out what it is. I just want to know if the world has caught up with us in sports. It really does look like it. It looked like it in the World Baseball Classic Japan, winning that in March. So I'm just wondering what we can do to shift the dynamic back to USA sports and the pride that we had bringing our best guys to the fight. So is there a lack of pride in international competition? Is it just a generational thing? You guys let me know. What do you think it is? Be sure to like, share, subscribe. What is going on with our international sports? Has the world caught up with us? When we come back, we are going to get into some football. For sure, the X-Factor Sports Podcast. We're getting into fantasy football. I know you guys probably made your picks already. We're going to get into some tips. I'm going to give you guys tips on how to run your fantasy football team. We are just getting started. This is Jay Mondain, the X-Factor Sports Podcast. We'll be right back. Yo, yo, welcome back to the X-Factor Sports Podcast. This is Jay Mondain. We are about to get into fantasy football. That's right. It is that time of year. Week one starts tomorrow with the Chiefs and Lions. So you should have your fantasy draft. You should already be locked in. should already have your team. Whether you like the team or not, we are already in play. So here at X-Factor Sports Podcast, we're going to give you guys some tips on how to win your fantasy league. All right. Number one, leagues score differently. So you may be in a PPR league. You may be in a standard league. There's half point PPR. There's leagues with two quarterbacks. I played in a league last year. It was literally like combining two fantasy football teams together. We played with two quarterbacks, four wide receivers, four running backs, two tight ends, a flex and the flex and another flex that could be a quarterback, a running back, any of the skill positions. It was crazy. I used to put three quarterbacks in at the same time. Like, so it was it was crazy how that worked out. But we're going to get into what we can do to help you guys out with your team. So number one, this is an underrated thing. A lot of people don't really pay attention to it. They kind of let it slip. By the time they notice it, they already have made four or five picks and it's almost too late. Pay attention to the bye weeks. When you're drafting your team, you got to make sure you're not drafting too many of the same players that are off on the same week. Okay? 
easy to miss when drafting players. Might have multiple players with the same bye week. So you want to make sure that you pay attention to that. All right. And then get a sub. So for instance, if you got a quarterback whose bye week is in week 13, you probably don't want your other quarterback to be in week 13 to have a bye. So you probably want to make sure you can work around that. Same with wide receivers, running backs. You want to kind of play off each other. So you always got a full roster every week. All right. Number two, the second tip we want to work on is draft players that are looking to sign new contracts. This is a very underrated thing to do when you're drafting for fantasy football. Players that are looking to get a new contract, they're playing for an extension, are great for fantasy football. Those players play almost every game. They play hurt. They don't care. They're trying to get their money. I won a fantasy football league last year strictly because of Saquon Barkley. He was looking for a new contract. I had Saquon in all my draft in all my fantasy leagues and he got me to the promised land. So think about what players are being think about what players are in a contract this year and make sure you have them on your team. If you have to trade, finagle, do whatever it is you need to do. You want to stack your team with guys that are looking to make money next season because they will play and they will play hard. So good tip on that one next thing you want to do dual threat running backs are more valuable than wide receivers the reason i say that when you think of a dual threat running back you got to think of running backs like christian mccaffrey last year christian mccaffrey in one game threw a touchdown pass rushed for a touchdown and caught a touchdown pass because of his his effectiveness offensively in the passing game and the running game you want to get a running back that can do both because they're going to pile up the points and they stay on the field. So those are the types of players you want. A Christian McCaffrey type player, a Alvin Kamara type player. You want to get those types of players. They are more valuable than wide receivers. Nothing against wide receivers. It's obviously a passing league. But wide receivers are one-dimensional when it comes to fantasy football. They, they're going to catch the ball. They're not going to run. There's only one Debo Samuel. So you got to find running backs that can be dual threats for you, get you more points. Also, draft quarterbacks on teams with bad running backs and draft running backs on teams with bad quarterbacks. All right. Let me say that again. Draft quarterbacks that have teams with bad running backs because the quarterbacks will have to throw the ball 30, 40 times a game. And then you want to look for running backs that are on teams with bad quarterbacks or mediocre quarterbacks because they will depend on the running back to get more points, stay on the field, move the chains. So you got to be very strategic about how you draft your players, okay? So you want to do that. It's a passing league. Quarterbacks will have to throw the ball and stay in games. If you draft a quarterback that's good but is not on a really good team, They'll, be, they'll keep you in the game by throwing the ball all the time. So draft QBs with bad running backs or draft running backs with bad QBs. It sounds counterintuitive, but it actually works. Because remember, it's fantasy football. We don't really give a damn who wins. We just want the players that are going to get us points. All right? So last thing, defenses and kickers matter very little. Not very many fantasy football leagues I've been in weigh a lot on defense and kickers. Some of the leagues I even play in don't even have kickers. 
And I've been playing fantasy football for over 20 years. Yes, defense, you get points off of it. You get points off kickers. But there's a way to work with defense and kickers. Those are always the last picks that I pick in drafts. All right? You can grab a new defense every week based off matchups. So think about it. If you have a defense that's playing against a bad team or a defense that's playing against a rookie quarterback, all you have to do is look look through your waiver wire every week and see which rookie quarterback is playing against that defense. If they're available, grab them. You can get points off of that all the time. Rookies are going to make mistakes. Rookies are going to be overwhelmed, especially in the first five, six weeks of NFL season. Or you get the defenses that play well in certain places, play well against certain teams and matchups. You can, they're interchangeable. No defense is going to be great all year long. It's a passing league. It's a high scoring league. So you can't hang your head on one defensive team. So make yourself flexible to move around and roll with the matchups. When it comes to kickers, it's the same thing. A very underrated tip about kickers. You can get different kickers every week. The best thing to do is find kickers that are playing in domes or in good weather. Again, they play in domes. There's no wind. There's no obstruction of weather. There's nothing that's deterring him from kicking long field goals. Yes, we all love Justin Tucker, but Justin Tucker is playing in in, a, in AFC North. All of the divisional games he plays in are in bad weather towards the end of the year. But if you pick a kicker that's playing against the Saints, against the Colts, against the Texans, they're playing in a dome, or if they're playing on the West Coast, they're playing in good weather all year round. So keep that in mind. Like I said, not a big deal, but if that's something that could get you over the hump, win you a couple points, stop a tiebreaker by getting a kicker that's playing in the dome next this week, by all means, use all the strategies you can to make your fantasy football league and win that championship. So let's go ahead and back up and summarize what we got for tips. Pay attention to the bye weeks. Draft players is looking for new deals. Dual threat running backs are more valuable than wide receivers because you can play them at running back and flex and they catch the ball. Draft quarterbacks on teams that don't have the best running backs and draft running backs on teams that don't have the best quarterbacks. And that's where you'll see success. Defense and kickers matter very little, but when they do matter, they're all matchup based and location based. So be sure to look at all those things. Fantasy football should be great for you guys. We will be going through fantasy football all season long, especially in season two. We are football heavy this fall. Any other tips, tricks, we'll always talk about those. When we come back, we are going to get into our favorite segment. The segment you guys haven't heard in a while, but you will see it now is bet that we are going to get into our five-leg parlay for week one of the NFL season. When we come back, this is the X-Factor Sports Podcast. If you love sports and want to stay informed about the latest news and content, then you've got to check out this podcast. The X-Factor Sports Podcast is the ultimate source for your favorite sports news and analysis. This host covers all kinds of sports. You'll always be able to find something interesting to listen to. Plus, the podcast is highly entertaining and will keep you on the edge of your seat every time. So, don't wait any longer. Subscribe to the X Factor Sports Podcast today.
Yo, yo, welcome back to the X Factor Sports Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great time. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe on YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok so you can get exclusive content. You can get one-on-one. You can send, chime in, ask questions, get content about what the next episodes will be. All of that once you subscribe, like, or share on the X Factor Sports Podcast. Let's get into that segment we all love. Bet that. All right. We got an NFL five-leg parlay this week. I got five games that I picked. I'm going to get into who I think will win and why. The first game we're going to get into, the Houston Texans are traveling to Baltimore to play the Ravens. The Ravens are favored at a 10-point at a 10-point hit. Normally, I do not pick a team to cover a spread that big in the NFL. The NFL is a one-score league. However, I'm going to actually pick the Ravens to cover at home. I'm I'm high on the Ravens this season with the offense they got, with Lamar Jackson coming back with something to prove. The Ravens will cover the spread at home. They're playing against Texans rookie C.J. Stroud, first NFL game. He's going into Baltimore. All of the Raven greats will probably be there. Ray Lewis, Ed Reed. Suggs, Terrell Suggs will be there. Everybody, I feel like, will show up for this game. They're excited to see it. I think the Ravens will have a big day. I think Lamar Jackson has a big day, and I think they cover that 10-point spread. The next leg of the parlay, we got the Bengals going to Cleveland to play the Browns. I'm going to go ahead and pick the Browns straight up to upset the Bengals. I think the Bengals were two-point favorites. I'm going to go ahead and take the Browns to win straight up at home. We don't know Joe Burrow's health status. Is he healthy? He had the pull hamstring. We don't know if it was torn. We don't know what the situation is. They say he should be ready Sunday. But because of that, and because since he's been with the Bengals, they have struggled to play against the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. I think Deshaun Watson is ready to prove why he got his guaranteed money. He's got a full season under his belt. So I would go ahead and pick the Browns to win straight up in that matchup. The third one we got is the Titans go to New Orleans to play the Saints. I'm going to pick the money line on this as well. I got the Saints winning. I think the spread was five and a half. I don't know if the Saints will cover the spread, but I do think the Saints can win the game straight up. All right. Derek Carr's first game in New Orleans, brand new team. He's got something to prove as well. I think he's going to have a great game, great crowd. I think they bring a lot of energy there in New Orleans. They've always been a great home team. The Titans have QB questions. We don't know who's starting. Is it Will Levis? Is it Ryan Tannehill? Is it Malik Willis? I believe Tannehill gets the nod, but we're not sure. So it's a lot of uncertainty with Titans. For that reason, I'm going to pick the Saints to win in week one straight up against Tennessee Titans. Next one, we got 49ers traveling to Pittsburgh and playing, I believe it's a noon game. I I think, I'm not 100% sure. I think it's a noon game. But either way, I'm picking the Steelers to win that game straight up. Anytime a team is traveling from one coast to the next, playing in a different time zone, little bit uncomfortable, little out of character, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Steelers to win this one straight up out of respect for the 49ers. I think the 49ers are favored to win, but 
I think the Steelers are going to shock some people this year. They're going to win some games people don't expect them to. And I believe his first game of the year is going to be a statement. 49ers don't really look too good that first game of the season. The Bears were able to beat them in the Mud Bowl last year when they slid all across the field. If y'all remember that in the rain, they were able to beat them with Trey Lance. But the big questions I have is Brock Purdy. Is Brock Purdy ready to be a full-time starter? He kind of came in because Jimmy G got hurt last year, took the reins. Now it is his job to lose. So I'm interested to see what Brock Purdy can do as the full-time starting quarterback when the ball's in his hands going into Pittsburgh for week one. That's why I'm taking him straight up. Also, the Steelers have an 8-5 and five record at home when they are the underdog when it comes to betting. So in this game, they are the underdog. 8-5 record when they are underdogs at home. I'm going to go ahead and take the Steelers to win that straight up. Last but not least, the Rams go up to Seattle in a division game in week one. And the Seahawks actually are five and a half point favorites. I'm going to go ahead and take the Seahawks to cover this spread for a number of reasons. Everybody we've listened to or heard or talked about these training camps, they say the Seahawks had an amazing training camp. They say Geno Smith looks great. He's got confidence. Their defense is much improved. For that reason, I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb, and I'm going to pick the Seahawks to win and cover this five-point spread. They may win by a touchdown. They may win by two field goals. Either way, they will cover that five-and-a-half-point spread, covering at home. The 12th man will be excited. They have the home field advantage, just like the Saints do. So I'm going to go ahead and get the Seahawks on my parlay as covering. Defense is much improved from last year. Questions about Matthew Stafford. He had the injured elbow. This is his first game back since that elbow injury. And they're going into this game without Cooper Cup in week one. He's already been ruled out. A lot of questions on the offense. Let's see what they can do. But I don't think they win this game, and I think the Seahawks cover. So if we're doing our five-leg parlay, I got the Ravens to cover. I got the Browns straight up. The Saints straight up, the Steelers straight up, and I got the Seahawks covering a five-and-a-half-point spread. Be sure to log in to any of your betting sites, whatever it is you do to bet, get this in. I don't give you guys any parlays on bet that that I wouldn't bet myself, so take it or leave it, but that's what I think will happen. Again, these are all predictions. I'm no bookie, but I like to do this. I like to bet. I like the games. Put them a little more juice on it. Makes it fun to pay attention to and watch more games. So go ahead and check out that parlay. When we come back, we got a new segment for you guys. We're going to do this probably every week during the football season. We got, for week one, we got our week one X factors. We're going to highlight some players from certain games and tell you why we think they're going to be the X factors in their team's victory. This is Jay Mondain of the X-Factor Sports Podcast. We will be right back. Share, subscribe on YouTube, Facebook, and
Welcome back to the X Factor Sports Podcast. We are going to get into the week one, NFL week one X Factors. All right. For the Thursday night game, we got the Chiefs playing against the Detroit Lions tomorrow night here in Kansas City. Our Kansas City Chiefs has the X Factor for this game. I'm going to give it to Justin Ross, wide receiver out of Clemson. Played great in college, had a great career, fell into some injuries, but he looks healthy 100% now. The reason that he is the X factor for this game, we don't know the status of Travis Kelsey. We know that Andy Reid likes to bring in some exotic plays. We don't know the health status of Kadavius Tony either. So I think Justin Ross will actually be an X factor in this game. And when I pick my X factors, I, I have a bold prediction for these guys that I pick. I predict Justin Ross catches a touchdown tomorrow. So he will play a big part in this game. And I got Justin Ross catching a TD. Don't know how many catches or receptions he'll have, but I think he will get a nice touchdown. Welcome him to the team. Welcome him back on the field from injury. Justin Ross is my X factor for the Thursday night football game. For the early games on Sunday, the one game I picked, I got the Atlanta Falcons, and I'm picking rookie running back B. John Robinson as my X factor for that game. B. John Robinson will be the X factor for that game because Patterson is questionable, Cordero Patterson. He's kind of the Swiss Army knife for them. He does kick return, punt return, running back, wide receiver, everything they need. But he's questionable as well. I think the rookie B. John Robinson hits the ground running. Their passing game isn't great with Desmond Ritter, new young quarterback in year two. I think they'll rely more on the running back to move the chains. And I think he, he in the Atlanta Falcons, I should say, led the league in rushing attempts last season. So makes sense why they drafted a premier running back out of Texas. When you lead the league in rushing attempts, just makes sense that they're going to feed B. John Robinson the ball. I see him rushing for 100 yards on Sunday. So B. John Robinson is my X factor for that game. For the late games, we got the Bears and the Packers game. And my X factor for that game, you guess it, is Justin Fields. All right, Justin Fields, I feel like this is a statement game, not only for him, but for the franchise. They want to put their stamp on this division. They have to make a statement in the first game of the season against their bitter rival, the Green Bay Packers, at home. I think Justin Fields will be more efficient offensively. He's got more offensive weapons to do it. I think he has a little more poise. I think he's a little more comfortable in the offense. I believe playing at home against the Packers, I'm sure they had that game circled on their calendar. Ever since the schedule came out this summer, I think they're ready for this game. I think he has a great game. I think he throws for over 300 yards in this game. Something that people have not seen from Justin Fields in the NFL, I think they see it on Sunday, makes him the X factor for the late Sunday games. Monday night football. You got the Jets and the Buffalo Bills ending week one on Monday night football. And I got a unconventional X factor in this game. I'm actually going to give it to the defensive end, Leonard Floyd, newly signed by the Buffalo Bills, Leonard Floyd. I think he comes in, makes an impression. No Von Miller yet. He's going to fill that void until Von Miller is healthy. I think he comes in, 
I think he actually gets two sacks in this game. I think he's going to be juiced up, very excited. Got a lot of talk about the Jets being on TV, Aaron Rodgers. They're even talking Super Bowl talk. One of their guys earlier this week was talking about their defense could be the 85 Bears or the 2000 Ravens. I mean, ridiculous Legion of Boom. Naming all this stuff, it was ridiculous. So because of that, I think it actually flips the script. I think the Buffalo Bills defense shows up because the Jets' offensive line isn't that good anyway. I think Leonard Floyd, he's been good and solid for the last seven years, makes an impression. I think he gets two sacks, frustrates the offensive line. Buffalo Bills get the win, and that's my X factor for the Monday night game. So our X factors for this week, we got Justin Ross, Bijan Robinson, Justin Fields, Leonard Floyd. All right, like I said, every week we will have our X factors for the Thursday night game, the Monday or the Sunday early games, the Sunday late games, and the Monday night games. So be sure to log log in to the X Factor Sports Podcast on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. Find out who the X Factor players will be next week in week two. When we come back, we are we are flying through episode two. We will get into the two minute warning. When we come back, don't st- don't go away. This is the X Factor Sports Podcast. Yo, yo, welcome back to the X-Factor Sports Podcast, Season 2, Episode 2. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Of course, after every segment or at the end of all the segments, we do our two-minute warning. So I want to make sure you guys pay attention to that. We're going to talk about if you're striving for something, you have to accept all challenges. What do I mean by that? If you have goals, if you are looking to do something, achieve something, you have to be prepared to accept all obstacles, all challenges that come your way. If it if it's important to you and you believe in it and you want it bad enough, you'll be able to get through those challenges. If you have goals, the obstacles are going to test you. The obstacles are going to see if you really want it as bad as you say you do. If you have bad days, You will have bad days. You will have self-doubt, but you can't let that deter you from your goal. All right. You have to stay steadfast in what it is you're trying to get done, what you're trying to accomplish. Rise to the occasion. At the end of the day, it's on you. And if it's something you want for yourself, whether it's something in sports, whether it's life, you have to be able to rise to the occasion because you're going to have to do it time and time again once you reach that goal, because there's that's not the finish line. 
You have to continue to rise to the occasion. So you might as well get used to rising to the occasion mentally when you're striving to hit that goal in the first place. So then it becomes normal to you. Okay. Challenges are going to test you. And if you want it bad enough, you will find a way. Whether, like I said, sports, life, career, whatever it is, if you want it bad enough, you will find a way to make it work out. You will overcome obstacles. You will find your way to get successful. And you will ultimately hit those goals. This is Jay Mondane of the X Factor Sports Podcast. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Be sure to like, share, subscribe on TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook. Remember, the audio will be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Next week, we got week two of the NFL season. We get into the WNBA playoffs. We also find out if Team USA can win the FIBA World Cup. All right, this is Jay Mondane signing off for the X Factor Sports Podcast. Y'all have a good one. Peace.